Hello everyone, we've got a W League off-season special for you today. Scott and I had the chance to sit down with the Raw's new coach Gareth McPherson over Zoom, so without further ado, here's the interview. All right, Gareth, congratulations on your appointment to the Brisbane Raw W League side. How did it all come about? I got a phone call from the club uh, and had asked or wanted to discuss the opportunity that sat there regarding our underpinning programs and I guess continuing the work that was being done in the in the the elite youth pathway space and how we can connect that with the senior setup and to continue to uh, provide the opportunities for those players to progress with their football uh, and to keep keep both winning games, winning trophies at a senior level and creating Matildas. Uh, so it was, a, like I said, the initial phone call was more around some ideas about the, the concept of connecting the two. Uh, and then there were some subsequent phone calls that had asked if I was in a position to, to lead that at least for the first, first two years. And obviously, you know, you've got your experience with the Brisbane Raw from your time as an assistant. Does it feel like you're coming yeah. home? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I'm a, I'm a huge Brisbane Raw fan, um, and always have been. So, um, yeah, I, 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 it kind of feels like I, I guess I never left working within the the underpinning programs. The the players that we had in those programs were were often a part of the team. Um, so there was always a connection there. But now back in the senior environment and even my learnings from the last week and a half and looking at um, player rosters and preseason plans and the fixtures, you know, what, you know, opponents and what they might be doing, it definitely is, um, yeah, it, it, it feels like it, it feels like coming home. So what's changed uh, making the leap from working with the QAS in the NPL and previously as Mel's assistant with the Raw yep. to now leading the show? What, what's changed for you? Uh, I guess I get an insight into into other areas of of running um, a senior professional environment. So Mel being an extremely organised uh, person uh, and a great leader, we all had very clearly defined roles and responsibilities in our team, and it was up to us, and we were given the trust to lead them and do that well. And I have my roles and responsibilities. Um, then I think it got to a point in time uh, with the W League after four seasons that I, I wanted to explore other areas of leading um, a team. And that uh, led me to taking on the role with the QAS and, and becoming a head coach in there. And the learnings I had then around um, working with others and bringing together medical department and high performance department uh, and the administration department as well, bringing all of that together into a cohesive unit uh, is probably the learning I've experienced prior now. And then being able to apply those learnings in this senior setup. Uh, and from the past week, week and a half, probably even longer uh, around um, contracting player rosters uh, media commitments is probably something that's definitely, I think, once upon a time, I might have done one post-halftime talk. Uh, we were down in Sydney, I think, and it, we, we were 2-0 up and I got a chance to uh, talk to maybe it was Adam Peacock or someone on the sideline and that was a bit of a um, a bit of a blast at the time. But now I've probably the recognition of um, being able to talk to, to people like yourself and the community 
to keep them informed of what we're doing and the plans for the season so they are a part of it too. Um, and, you know, it's, it's important they have that information so they can get behind the team. And speaking of contracting the first-team players, you mentioned that a little bit. We've got the first announcement this afternoon. Jamila Rankin uh, coming yep. into the squad once again. What are we expecting from her this season? Uh, oh, look, she's a fantastic player. Uh, and she's got a skill set, um, technically very sound. I I really see Jamila continuing on with with the performances from last year, like the, the dedication and the way she approaches her football and the commitment to her her training. Um, it would be impossible for her to go backwards, honestly. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see what the learnings uh, from from last year with the the 12, 13 games that she had. Um, bringing that now into a preseason and into a season where where she's had she's had the experience. She knows what it's like to prepare for match day. She knows what it's like to be in the heat of battle. You know, towards the end of a game and it's nil all, or you're one nil down, or you're one nil up, and how to manage those moments. So um, yeah, she she's going to have a, a wonderful year, and we'll be we'll be making sure that she's ready to go. And there are still quite a few uh, places to fill out in the squad. How are you balancing giving the young players that you're well aware of and Queensland is doing a really good job producing at the moment. uh, How are you balancing giving them the opportunities with finding the experienced heads that are going to be able to help guide them when they're out on the pitch? Because obviously, you know, the Raw lost Polkinghorne, Gilnick, just to name a couple of players to uh, Europe. Um, I, I feel it would be the same in any team, uh, you, you need you need a balance of experience and youth, and we have so many. We we obviously have had uh, of recent times a number of um, Matildas and players that have gone and will be, will be continuing their football overseas, uh, but they weren't the only Queenslanders that were around that have experience in that competition. Um, I think the it's exciting, and, and I, I don't want to give too much away, but people will see that there are um, we have so many great footballers that are being developed in this state that in previous seasons have been somewhere else that I'm sure we might see um, coming home um, to Queensland. And if it's not this year, it, it perhaps might be the year after as well. Our planning hasn't just been for 2021-22. Uh, We're looking at 22-23 and the next two or three seasons beyond that as well. So um, the balancing has been because there are so many great Queenslanders around. It it, it hasn't um, it hasn't been super challenging. Uh, there are options. the The challenging part has been about uh, with some of our our up and coming superstars. Our our next Claire Polkinghorne, our next Tamika Bud, our next Katrina Gorry. Uh, how how we bring them in? At what time we do that? too much too soon at that age, um, too much challenge um, can can also hinder growth and development too. So it's just about making sure that we get those decisions right. Um, so that to me, I've been probably the, the, the most challenging part is to what level um, some, of, some of our best and brightest young talent um, are exposed to. Scott? Uh, Gareth, congratulations on the job. You mentioned you're, you're coming into the job from the QAS, obviously, where you've got a great understanding of the talent, not just in that yep. um, 
that setup, but also around the NPL more broadly. Yep. Is that somewhere you're going to look to try and recruit from the best in the brush? We saw last year, Mario Hecker, for example, came from the NPL and did yeah. a great job. Is that a source of talent yeah. you're looking to potentially tap into? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it is a strong competition. Uh, it, there are there are wonderful players floating around um, in our comp. And the other, I guess the other advantage that we have perhaps up here is that our competition has continued on. Um, players have had and will have had a full WNPL season here as well. We have an amazing climate, um, lots of beaches, and it's a pretty desirable place for, for play, players from overseas to come across. Uh, and there are, there are a number of players in, uh, in the WNPL that have been flourishing this season. Uh, and being leaders within their club environments um, that I'm sure we'll see will be given some opportunity to, to perform at, at a W League level. Absolutely. And as someone who's now been an assistant coach at the Raw and now the head coach at the Raw, as well as been involved in the QAS setup, are you looking to try and forge like a tangible link between the two now, the QAS and the Raw, similar to how the, on the men's side they've got that academy from the, from yeah. the under-20s and under-18s through to the senior team? Is that something you're trying, going to try and link up now with the QAS and the Raw? Absolutely. I, I, I would, from my perspective, and working with the QAS um, the last three years and even prior with the NTC program that was um, run by uh, Football Queensland, that the, I, I guess the... The working relationship is is just about people talking together and coming together and, and sharing knowledge, and that that will continue. Um, and it has been happening. It has been happening previously. So it's more about continuing those conversations and continuing the work that's done um, to to build the relationship between the the people leading the um, QAS program and the Football Queensland space and the senior environment. So. I yeah, I, it's an important part of of moving forward with the clubs the clubs vision of the state centric approach, and giving Queenslanders this opportunity to experience national team football, uh, sorry national league football. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you mentioned that obviously you're planning not just for this year but years ahead, including 2023s. Is capitalising yep. on the um. The big upcoming event with the Women's World Cup in 2023. Is that something you're looking to really try and capture and get get some real gains from in terms of the growth of the game in this part of the world? I don't. My role specifically won't be to harness and capture all of the the positive energy and, and support that hopefully comes from from government in terms of upgrading of facilities for female football, um, potential high performance centres that you've seen popping up. Uh, in other states in in, in Australia, um, but I have seen um, that there's obviously women's football and the success of our national team in recent years. That it's a um, it's it's a sport that everyone wants to get behind. So I would hope uh, I would hope that um, we, we see a continued investment into the female space in, in this state and the Women's World Cup uh, provides that opportunity and the Olympics shortly after. Um, but yeah, there, there are there are very um, clever and driven people within organizations um, you know well above where I sit uh, who, who are working hard in those spaces. 
Yeah, and just finally for me, you mentioned the facilities. There is obviously, I believe, there's a, the um, training base being built up there at Moreton Bay. Up there is that something that must be something to be really, really useful for you when that facility does open. Given that over the history of the W League, the Raw have had to move from from ground to have that place where you can call home. It must be something you're very much looking forward to. Absolutely, absolutely. Any any team needs a, a space and. Um, the connection to space, uh, it, you know, it improves, improves well-being. It, it, it makes people feel more connected to, uh, to the brand and, and to the club. So having a home, and we, we've, we've had a wonderful home last year. Um, the feedback from players and staff and the support provided by Queensland Lions was it was a wonderful place to call home. And we'll, 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 have, we'll have a wonderful place to call home this year too. Uh, but yes, ha- having a, um, a, a, a longer term um, option once that, that, that has been built and, and online is something that we are looking forward to. And just talking about the team for this year specifically, what sort of style of play can we expect to see from the Raw W League side this year? I would be, we will be looking to, to encourage players to show their, their X factor, um, what, what, what their strengths are, you know, what, what is it that they bring into a game that no other player on that pitch can bring? Why is it that they were given the opportunity to wear that shirt? So if they're a, if they're a wonderful dribbler, um, dribble. If, if they, you know, if they've got a one hell of a shot, um, shoot, um, if, if they're the, world's best tackler, you know, tackle, win the ball. Um, so really encouraging players to be confident, show their strengths. And we, I, I would expect, and from my experience, when, when players are given freedom and confidence to, to do that, it gets all the more exciting. Um, so I'd hope, ex, you know, excitement. We're, we're looking for players that are able to dominate spaces on a field as well. Uh, so regardless of who comes into that space, if it's yours, that um, your role there is is to dominate that moment, whether it's attack or defence, be a better player than any opponent that comes into there. So con- a confident and uh, energetic um, team with, with players who, who have freedom and uh, are ready to go out there and show the crowd why it is that they're there, um, why, why they are the, the best, you know, the best striker, the best midfielder, the best goalkeeper. Um, is that, is that, sorry, that's... Yeah, that's... Yeah. That's, okay. That sounds very interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing what it is, obviously. Um, I'm assuming you're quite familiar with the uh, supporter base, the Raw Corps as well. So, yes, yeah. Uh, uh, I still have my shirt, actually. I was presented <laughs> in the first year of the Raw Corps. I remember, um, uh, I don't know who it was, um, but we they presented the team at the time. It was after a game at Suncorp, and they presented each of the the team players and the staff with a raw core shirt. And to this day, I still have it. Um, so I would consider myself an active member if having the shirt and wearing the shirt makes me one. <laughs> um, yeah. So yes, I, I, I'm but, aware of the raw core. And you obviously will be looking forward to that level of active support that I think overall has been quite unique to uh, Brisbane in the W league uh, since they started up four or five years ago. Yeah. It, it is the envy of, of the other clubs. It really is. And, and when I talk to players uh, and coaches um, from, from other environments, they, they, are, yeah, they, they know of the rural core uh, and um, I guess they, they kind of wish they had their own uh, active supporter base that 
that was doing the same things, the banners, the songs, the drums. Uh, I remember a game in, in uh, it was in Melbourne, um, at the stadium in Melbourne, and we were playing Melbourne City. And uh, you wouldn't believe it, but there were three, you know, there was a group of them down there. They made their way down to Melbourne and there were drums beating in the crowd <laughs> and they were making more noise than the Melbourne supporters. So they're, um, they're an asset to the team. They're a part of the team, to be honest. And a final one uh, from me, the Raw, I made the semifinals last year, looked uh, phenomenal at times. What do you feel like is going to be the success for the coming W League season for your side? Um, I, I, I'm a, I've been thinking about, about that. It's in terms of measure, there's going to be measurements that are, or goals that are set on processes and there are going to be goals that are set on outcomes. Now, uh, outcome goals, from my experiences, I, I like to normally um, do in collaboration with the team itself. So working with the team on, on looking at what is it that we want to achieve as a unit, um, whether it's a points tally, whether it's making finals, whether it's winning the grand final. Um, and then there's the processes. So from process-wise, um, for, for our goals, it's going to be the most effective and efficient team. Uh, they're going to have the best medical support, the best high-performance support, the most organised training weeks. Uh, the best preparation for every game um, that that we can that, that we can do. Uh, now, I, I would expect with the player roster that comes through too, that with that preparation and um, the the attention to detail off the pitch, that um, the team's in for a very exciting year on the pitch as well. Uh, but yeah, in terms of I guess setting goals itself and, and an outcome. Um, that'll be something that we do with the entire team when, when we assemble in, in pre-season. And how far away is pre-season? October 1. Getting it, getting so. right. The, yeah. The, I uh, think sometimes I actually haven't checked the, the date itself, but um, no, we, we um, there, there's been a lot of planning going on behind the scenes. And uh, I mean, obviously conscious that there's been other clubs that have been releasing information about player signings and the rest. Um, it wasn't through lack of planning that no information was going out. It was quite the opposite because of the level of planning that was going on behind the scenes led to just a delay and a pause on, on some other stuff. So there's going to be some exciting player signing news coming out and, and training venue news and all of that, um, which perhaps could have been out earlier, but we just wanted to get it right. Um, so there's been, uh, yeah, playing in pre-season October 1, the shifting of the WNPL will be something that will support. And so players will um, be honouring their club commitments first and foremost. They've made commitments to a club. Um, they'll be finishing the year strong with those clubs uh, and we'll work together with the coaches and those those teams uh, on what a, what a pre-season for players involved in the, the WMPL comp, which is um, uh, a number of them, what the October 1 to October 15 is the last match day of WMPL, what that fortnight looks like. And then for those that are involved in the final series, uh, what the following week or two weeks, depending on the results and the semis look like for them as well. Cool. Well, thank you very much for your time this afternoon. There's a lot to look forward to this coming season. And I can say this as a Raw fan and as someone that talks about the Raw all the time, good luck. <laughs> really hope you go well. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you very much.